Ramon, there's that awful feeling that you have when you look down at the boarding pass and you go, wait a second, what time was this flight? Oh, hey, <laughs> proper planning, DK. See, this is why the necessity of Dolly is always there, okay? Maybe it was that that did it for you, DK. I'm not sure. She is missed. Uh, I am <laughs> headed to Seattle uh, for the weekends to cover Pirates versus Mariners and flying out there tonight. Uh, out of Pittsburgh nonstop, by the way, on Alaska really? Airlines. Oh, that's yep. right. Alaskan did Alaskan. come to Pittsburgh and that's, do this. It's a very big deal for us. Having a Seattle nonstop is really cool. Great place, by the way. You been there, Mo? Uh, I have, but I haven't explored Seattle. You know, only in my playing days have I been to Seattle. And I'll be honest, the flight was so long <laughs> yeah. that by the time we got there there was no way to really enjoy the city but i am i, I am fascinated by what seattle is i, I want to be able to explore and see i say that all the time the pacific northwest i i want to explore yeah from a from a nature standpoint it's it's different man is uh, it, it really is, yeah you you really really know where you are you know where we are moan where where are we I believe we're on the precipice of having a certain sound emanate oh, from Hendersonville, I'm gonna Tennessee. Be honest. I forgot, but you know what, DK? I'm a pro. Shame me once, shame on you. Shame me two times. Can't can't get fooled okay, again. Hey, Jim Morrison. Let me, let me Roger Daltrey something. <laughs> It's funny. Our crowd so far yeah. is really small. It that's, is. How, that's how it's conditioned. Like we got 17 people in. It's like this really intimate setting. Like we can all just like, you know, crack open some uh, some get go beverages. Man, DK, we absolutely can. And all it is is timing. We, we that was on me on us, man. I might have to re go ahead and retweet it right now. Either way, we're here and we're going to talk sports today, DK. Yeah, we are. The Steelers uh, completed well. In the public's eye, they completed the third day of OTAs. You know how that goes, Moan. There's actually a lot of other stuff that goes on that's out of the reporter's eyes on the field. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll tell you, Moan, more than anything, my impression of this group is that they feel that there's an urgency to make sure that young and old blend. Really? I asked Mason Cole about this the other day, uh, specifically as it relates to Broderick Jones. And what, I said, what do you do? What, what, what do you guys do? Because, you know, you know how it is. Moan, generations yeah. change and stuff like that. Maybe they they're going to have a different approach to the way, Will, the way Willie Colon was with you. And he said, honestly, he said, he said, we just we think he's a fun kid. We're here to answer questions. And what we like best about him, he's asking questions. Wow. Wow, DK. Uh, it's funny you mentioned Willie. Willie was on my show today here in Nashville. And of course, my, my co-hosts are always trying to dig for the, just scrum and just tell us about this on Moan, you know? Uh-huh. And one thing Willie said, and it's exactly what Mason Cole is saying about Broderick, is this. He was like, man, Moan was, he was just full of energy. He was like, he was a fighter. He was like, the guy asked a whole lot of questions and he was smart. That's all you ever want from a young guy. It's to don't overimpose yourself. Don't do more than you're asked to do in those moments. And what you don't know Ask somebody like, and I'm glad to see DK. I'm gonna let you go there too, man. I'm glad to see Mason Cole being that guy of saying, ask all those questions. Yeah, we're here. We're okay with it. We're all here. We're all here. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Corey Trice told me, he said, uh, he said, all I'm doing as a young corner, I'm coming in and I'm just 
learning. I'm absorbing. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, Patrick Peterson on the same subject from the same position said that his favorite thing so far about both Joey Porter Jr. and Corey Trice has been that they just keep coming to him. He said, I am, I am here. I, I want that. I want to be able to pass along to these guys because that makes my job easier. It right. Does. That's the part it that does. people forget. Like they just think you're being nice. No, you're not being nice. <laughs> you know, if I help you and you pick up what I got you, what, what I'm telling you to do, then we become better. That means I don't have to think for you. The worst thing you can have happen as a pro is you thinking for somebody else or you anticipating for somebody else. I've been in situations where I've overstepped my boundaries as a player and was like, man, I thought you were going to do that and made us all look bad. Because I'm trying to overcompensate for a young guy or I'm trying to overcompensate for somebody who's a new starter. And that's the worst thing you can do. Like there is the idea that just trust them for a little bit. And that's all that Pat Peterson was saying. That's all Mason Cole was saying. We got to get to a point to where we can start trusting these guys. And that, and that is a hard thing to do sometimes, DK. It, it, I'm sure it is in both directions. It is. Because if you're a kid, you're asking the veteran questions and you're thinking, why is he – why is he helping me out? I, I'm here to take his job, whether it's whether it's right away or eventually. I'm here to take his job. I could render him moot. You could, and I had um I had a situation like that too, to where I it wasn't even at my position. Just asking a guy a question, just thinking to myself, but he's looking to make the team too, and this was as a rookie. And the guy was more standoffish of anybody in that group, though. Or I ain't gonna say standoffish. He was selfish you know, and his approach to why he wanted to be on the team and everything. And it kind of showed on the day that he was cut. It was by far one of the more fascinating things I had seen. But when you're fighting for those last roster spots and you get taken over by a, a, a young guy, you will feel some type of way, DK. That's one thing I will say about my career, man. Like, to have to deal with, like, getting cut or being on the back end of, you know, making the team and not making the team, that's got to suck. It really does. Well, that that actually reminds me of, of something that I don't know that I've ever asked you this. But if you had a young player who comes into the fold mm -hmm. and you could tell that they weren't asking questions, that they weren't doing these things. Because we, we talk about this kind of stuff and everyone goes, oh, yeah, that's great. That's great. Everything's golden. Everything's perfect. Uh-uh. Mm -hmm. What happens to the kid who just comes in and just goes, what do you do? It was hard for you to come in our room. That was on you. That yeah. was on I, you're you're uh, that guy. It wasn't it was. it was you. You know me, man. Like I'm just like a hey, young fella, you good? Like I'm asking those questions. And this is the thing though. One individual never happens. Never happens, DK. Now they get in their little groups, their little sects and stuff like that, little cliques of guys that are man, man, screw those old heads, man. They don't like us. Hey, screw y'all. Go do your own thing. Like, I don't have time to pour into you when you don't want us to help you out in these situations because I'm here to tell you, I do know more than you, okay? Yeah, you may be a little bit quicker. You may be a little bit stronger. But, but bro, right now, I got 50-plus stars under my belt. What are you going to do? Like, you need me more than I need you in these moments. So it was never one because we always took care of guys individually. But if it was like a group of bad apples – that happened more often than not, and that group of bad apples, DK, got cut. The kids staying together. Yeah, well, the, the group of negative Nancys. Oh. The ones that didn't want to ask questions or thought that we were picking on them or thought that we were trying to, you know, that they I were. 
hang on now. This is good. Yeah. How, Go do ahead. They, how do they get cut? Because who finds out? Because you guys, you, well, you're not running to your positional coach. You're not no. running to your head coach saying, hey, those kids over there, they're being bad. You no. don't do that. Absolutely not. Now, that's a certain so how time. Does it happen? That's a conversation that does happen where we older guys will talk, yeah, he's one of us. Like, he's going to be all right. And the coaches will ask a question. You know how, and, and, uh, and of course, if Coach T is, Oof. he's going to ask questions. Hey, what is them about the young pups? We'll give him a quick rundown about who's doing what. He already knows the answers anyway. So how a guy get cut? He wants to see if you're going to say. <laughs> he's waiting to see if we're going to tell him what he's already what he's thinking. already thinking. What he's already thinking. So what happens in those moments, though, DK, is mm -hmm. this. How do those guys get cut that are in those, those groups? One, you try to find one out of that group that may be the one that's being dragged down. And him, coaches, I have seen save the more talented dude. The other guy, the reps get cut short. They don't get to play in the games as often. Uh, the coaches really don't talk to them in meetings, and they end up playing like the last 25 snaps of the last preseason game because that's all they're really worth at that point. Yeah, they're warm bodies at that point. They're warm bodies. At the, mm -hmm. it, it is not a coach thing. It really is a you to yourself. It's mano y mano with the way the NFL works, man. And I could run through a list of guys right now. It's just mm -hmm. like – you did it to yourself. Good stuff here from Kevin Fitzgerald, who says, Hey, Moan, the 1972 seasoned Washington Redskins over the Hill Gang went to the Super Bowl on the back of old pros who were brought in by George Allen. A famous story around the NFL. He says, Don't slight the old pros. He's not talking to you, I think. He's saying in yeah. general, you, you in know, general. You, you can win with experience. Oh, it's best to have experience. Well, I mean, I didn't think, honestly, Tom Brady was going to win another Super Bowl in freaking Tampa. But look at all the old dudes that they brought in to actually help win that. I'm a fan of the old dudes. I'm a benefactor of being an old dude in the league, right? Mm -hmm. uh, what I'm saying is, is, is this, though, is the, the young guys think they know better because they're a little bit younger. They came in through a different era in which they communicate a little different. The game wasn't the same. But in Pittsburgh, no, nah, we're, we're here to actually give you exactly what it is, and nobody's going to be apologetic about it. Dante Harris comes in finally. We can finally get this show started since Dante's here. He says, Come on, hello, Dante. Here. Robert Ryder says, okay, I'm here. We can start. We have a theme going here. Did you really <laughs> start early without asking me? Alan takes great exception to this. My bad. Hey, you guys are an hour early. Okay, I'll tell all you guys who just came in since about 50 of you just popped in in the last two minutes. I have a flight to catch. I'm going to Seattle tonight, and it's – it's an earlier flight than what I had thought it would be. Hossocalypse <laughs> says, hey, DK, I, I watched your interviews with Dan Moore and Kevin Dotson this week, and is it just me? Oh, Moan, I'm actually going to let you have this one, even though it was my interview. But Dan seemed like he was ready for a fight at the position, but KD didn't. It seemed like he gave up. Did you see that too? I have had others express <sighs> that. I am, I'm pleading the fifth here since I was there with them. Is I'll I'm a go. You 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 saw it. I saw it in the moment too, DK. Now this is also this. I don't know their personalities enough to say uh, that. Hey, he just don't care. Some dudes are just chill like that. In Dotson's defense, I want to put that disclaimer out there, right? In Dotson's defense, he may be more chill than Dan Moore is. Okay, but publicly. The 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 uh the public perception is what though DK, 
I oh, want to see they're out. Yeah. Piss and vinegar. I want to see fire and brimstone. I want to see all those things from a guy that know he's up against the wall. I will say this. I did notice that the body language of, of, uh, of what's his name? Dan Moore suggested, Hey, don't you ever think you're going to count me out? Like there's passion in it. There's disrespect in that also. And I say this uh, too. Kevin Dotson did kind of lay back and say, you know, whether it's somewhere else, he said that first, or whether it's here. Without without me bringing it up, by the way. Yeah. He, All I asked was if he was mad. He was he mentioned somewhere else before here. Again, all of this is words. All of this is speculation. But we can also look at this. Uh, let's go, what are we, like 300 days away? No, no, not even that much. Yeah, much we're, less. We're, we're about like 200 days maybe away from the kickoff of the season, maybe way less than that. And we'll, we can reference back to this point on who made it and who didn't, DK. Uh, here's what I'm going to add, because I promised I wouldn't add anything on Dotson, and I won't. <laughs> I, I will say, as it relates to Moore, their stances are a lot more similar than what the videos might make it yeah. look like. Okay, uh, Moore lined up as the first team left tackle and drills that day. Moore's not dumb. He's anything but dumb. Okay. This is a really, really bright really dude. Really smart kid. And they understand, both of them do, that they need to compete regardless. They need to compete whether it's going to be for jobs in Pittsburgh or elsewhere. They both also understand and accept that they have to, to some degree, take care of themselves. And this is one of my favorite things about the Ramon Foster show becoming as popular as it has, is that you guys get to hear players' perspectives. You get to hear from someone who lived it for 11 years yeah, and the reality of it. And that involves money. That involves being paid before a certain date. That involves getting to a certain stage of your NFL career where you say, I can get a third contract. I can get health insurance to this and this and this extent. Ramon, to this day, is still making drives to faraway places to be checked out for his NFL yeah. health insurance. The NFL remains a part of your life forever, and you can't just think about Sunday's game. No, you cannot. And and it's, it's fascinating, too, DK, because I was in these – in the direct shoes of these guys right here. <laughs> DK got sirens going off. They must know I'm about to drop a hot nugget here, DK. <laughs> uh, uh, but this is this is fascinating to me, and it relates directly to me too, DK, because I look at this situation, and I love to go back and see what questions were asked to me when the Castro was drafted. Okay? I'm, I, I love to know what I said. I'm not, I'm sure it was just, Hey, we got to figure this thing out and I'm a fight and he's my teammate. I would hope that was the case, but I was probably a little salty. It's fair for Dotson and more to be salty. It is, but that's just the business too, DK. Yeah. They're saying that there's an emergency and I'm supposed to leave the building. So if you guys watch me perish, I mean, it would certainly raise the views. We'd probably even get some likes. Yeah, absolutely. Some but in the meantime, like in the meantime, while this thing goes off, uh, make sure that you remember. Yeah, it's it's dkps.net slash join. That's how you do this. It's it's as simple as we could possibly <laughs> make it. Uh, what do we have here? Uh, so, we have, don't die, DK. Don't die, DK. You know what? If I if I do, I'll at least spare myself a five hour flight tonight, right? Yeah, yeah. 
no, loud do you smell smoke? smoke? But the white thing is still flashing here and everything uh, else here. How about if we take a break right now? Oh, okay. All let's right, let's hold sure. on to Mark Smith. Uh, but when we come back, it'll be the only segment, quite possibly the last segment that matters. Let's say at DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. And we are back, and it's it's still flashing. So no, no, now it stopped. I assume we're in the clear. What is a fire alarm? Yeah. Do you, do you ever leave? I mean, you well, leave if, your house, but like in a business place, would you go? Uh, usually we don't. Usually we don't, man. Um, a terrible example here. I know it's terrible. Well, it was rough because I mean we didn't leave out of that New England Patriots locker room either. <laughs> I mean, out of the New England uh, Patriots hotel. Oh, the hotel. They you guys weren't going anywhere. Yeah, no, we weren't going anywhere. You, when you looked out your window, though, from that hotel, did you see Belichick running? Uh, well, it was somebody similar to him. I can't pinpoint it, allegedly, DK. A, a dark blue hoodie running into the night. No doubt about it. I see you, Dante. The show is heating up. <laughs> uh, I like it. Yeah, Dan says, I'm dropping a like for the fire alarm. You know, we 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 get away with anything on this show. It can it, we can make it about anything, especially when it just uh, it just happens. You know. Yeah, no doubt about it. This was good. Right Donnie here. says Donnie says Dawson just heard you talking about him. That alarm is a warning that he's walking into your shop door. I hope he does. I'll tell you what. This is this is somebody, as Moan knows, that somebody uh, he and I hit it off. Yeah. Okay. And the funniest thing that happened, Moan, as a result of that video, was people saying. Why are you going at him like that? What a what a gutsy question that was. What a da, da, da. please tell him. All I said was in the exact words, in the exact intonation. All I said was, I said, so I don't know how else to ask this, KD, but are you mad? Yeah. That was it. That's now, fair. if I ask you that in the same mm-hmm. question, please tell me what your response would have been. Not mad. And this is exactly what he said. It's so cliche is. Uh, it's 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 the business it's on me to control what i can control that's exactly what they said this is me reacting to what you're asking right now is i can only control what i can control and i'll leave it as that like i was currently on our commercial break right though looking up articles to see what i was said what i said in 2012 about the castro or about me being a starter or those types of things because it's exactly that i finished the starter at right guard the Castro gets drafted 24th overall at right guard. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is very unique right here, at least to um, at, at least to Dan Moore, because they moved up to go get a guy like Broderick Jones, man. So uh, control what you can control if they were upset or not. The reaction I thought, DK, when you asked those questions was very pure. He's just he's just that guy, you know, and, and somebody said, well, he looks like he's getting ready to kill you. He's got this look in his eyes yeah. <laughs> that I would not want to line up across in general. He is the he's a big, friendly teddy bear. Yeah. OK. And in, in terms of in terms of real life, this was wow. As I'm reading this stuff and some of it got pretty nasty. Yeah. Like this guy just had da 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 and you're going at him, whatever. And I'm like, you understand 
This is a question that he wanted to have asked. Yeah. And that happens too, Moan. I'm going to tell you something else. Dan Moore, actually, I think I told you this off camera. Yeah. When Dan Moore and I got done, yeah. he said to me, thank you. He said, thanks for coming over. Meaning the worst thing that can happen to these guys in that setting is that they're totally forgotten. Like we ignore yeah. them like they're long snappers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I and- went over and I asked and I checked on them. I wanted to see how they were doing. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. It's funny. I just pulled up an article from 2012, dog. It's freaking crazy. The stuff that was said and speculated about what will happen with Dave, Willie, and myself. Because that was the trio. Was Willie Colon, David DeCastro, and myself, the bets and what I needed to do with my career and stuff. It's fascinating because the internet never ends, right? But you're supposed to ask those questions. If you don't, it's just like, well, y'all probably don't care about me, DK. <laughs> those hard questions are relevant in today's world, man, in every world, really. Rye Bread says he hopes it's beautiful here with sunshine. And guess what, my man? It is absolutely gorgeous. That's a beautiful out there shop, DK. On Fifth Avenue downtown. Really, really nice out there. Uh, Sonny Wentz says, I would love to see Kendrick Green at fullback on a few plays this season. Yeah, go ahead, Moan. No. Kendrick Green better specialize in playing center or guard, okay? There's no room for two fullbacks on the roster. Oh, two fullbacks. I didn't know we was keeping two fullbacks. Yeah. It's always been said Connor Hayward is going to be that guy using those packages, right, DK? Yes. Yeah, it's going to be Connor Hayward back there. And uh, Kendrick Green might or might not have spent some time at second team center this week. Might or might not. I'm not sure which it is. Not sure. Yeah. Might or may, might just, have. Met, just might have. Yeah. So many guys just, moving at different positions, right? Oh, that he, yeah. So I agree with you that the, his best opportunity to find employment in the National Football League would be since he's had experience at center, even if it wasn't good experience. Right. I, I, I'm totally in favor of this. I really am. Meaning yeah. not from a dealer standpoint. I'm just talking about from that kid's standpoint. Good kid, by the way. He is, man. Absolutely, DK. Uh, this one this is fair. It definitely did not burn down. Go ahead. We got one from uh, the uncle's table, man, from Boston, Walker. Uh, I, I don't know if I can get with this in Boston, but I'm going to read it anyway. He goes, hey, Mo, why does the NFL hate the Steelers so much? You, we get that feeling sometimes. I ain't going to lie. We do. But in this one, not really. It pisses me off how much the Steelers are mismentioned in many categories. This is the thing. As much as we love our guys, what we think of Kenny, George, Deontay, Cam, TJ gets love, uh, Minka, you got to go win a whole lot bigger. Uh, that's that's what it is, bigger and more consistently. Like, we won nine games last year, but it wasn't until late when which we really got our act together. So the NFL is not going to put any darlings up there whenever you got Kansas City and even Dallas winning big-time games. And think about it for a second. Buffalo right now. You're competing with Buffalo and the Jets with that TV time. Boston Walker, if, if I had a chance to ask him a question back, it would be when you listen to broadcasts, the regular season broadcasts. Do you think to yourself, those guys hate the Steelers? Because if so, that would explain your sentiment. That happens a lot. We get used to, especially in baseball and hockey and sports that have games that are televised locally, listening to local announcers who are paid by the teams, I should add. That's a very important point. So if you had Bill Hillgrove and Craig Wolfley and Charlie Batch on the call, You'd, be, you'd think they were the greatest announcers ever. 
the other team's fans would think they're terrible. (laughs) But a lot of this happens as a result of that. If you're watching an NFL network, you're watching an ESPN, they kind of have to play it down the middle. They kind of, they have to play it down the middle. I'm with Darren from the uncle table. I said, low key, I I do think that too. I get more big network alerts to my, to my phone as of late than I think we possibly deserve. I can be honest about that. We got a lot of work to do as a team. Like it's uber talented. But DK, we got to win games and actually get deeper into the show. Oh yeah, yeah. You're gonna to get into the conversation. You've got to force your way in. You got to knock that door down. Slap Murphy says, DK, your interview with Corey Trice, which I, I had up uh, on the site earlier today, he seems humble yet determined. Am I wrong? I, I'm gonna be fair here. I just met the kid. Yeah. We spent five minutes together. It was five good minutes, but I just met the kid. I think that's the fairest answer that I can give him. He did make a very promising first impression is that a fair way to characterize that moan i just think i just don't think you just say immediately great guy well right now you should get to humble him because he's on the bottom of the totem pole when it comes down to where his place is in the nfl so most rookies should be like this marquise as loud as he was right dk real chill and quiet guy coming in am i not correct oh yeah 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 and dave barely talked (laughs) it's still my favorite story Exactly, Dave. What'd you think of that game that you just played in? This was Dave as the rookie. It was good. It was, <laughs> it was good. good. <laughs> Here's one yeah. from Jack Cleary. He says the schedule is easy as ever. We weren't seven and two last season in part two, so but it carries on to this year. Do you think the streak continues? So I don't know what uh, schedule, schedule is easier this year. Meaning the wins and losses team had that SOS is strength of schedule. Yeah, that's always. Uh, you know, but what, it, you can, it it what what does what's the real strength of schedule, Moan? What's the real barometer? Is the other team's quarterback available that week? Yeah, pretty pretty much. And and then is this too? There's always that surprise team. As far as this schedule goes this yeah. year, yeah, you got some some teams that you can deem like, yeah, we'll beat them, we'll beat them. But let's just be honest with you guys too. Like you never know what a team is going to look like by the time you see them. So by the time you see a team like Green Bay Sunday at November twelfth. Like you never know what what uh what's his name love is going to look like he may actually be a ball player by then. At the get go cafe and market, quality is at the core of every menu item. Our three expert chefs, they say, fine tune every detail so that every sub burger, salad, wrap, drink, and app is crafted for what they refer to as crave ability. Make sure you check out your local get go cafe and market. Do it, do it today. Better. Believe it. No doubt about it, DK. Why not, man? Yeah, let's see what else we got here. This is from Mark Smith. He says, hey, Moan, when a coach is on the hot seat, do the players know about it? Do they chat about it? Do they get mad about it? Do they take it personally? Do they go harder for that coach? I've only known. You've been there. You've been yeah, there. Yeah, I've only known one coach to be on the hot seat like this. And, Mark, just to go ahead and clear it up real quick, I don't think Coach Tomlin's seat is hot, nor is his feet either at this point. Um I do think there's probably some, hey, we got to get more wins. And that's why I think you see the hustle to get better quality and push the talent line to the top of the list. Um, I have seen a coach deal with a situation like this and everybody kind of have a conversation. Uh, you speak lowly about it. Uh, you, you you understand that when they were fired. Yeah, I kind of knew that it's can't take it personal. Because the ultimate job is to win, Mark. Like, that's simply what it is, is are you helping us win? And um, if a coach seat is hot, it's probably not. What about going to bat for them? I like that part of the question. Going to bat for them, I never had to. 
Uh, the okay. one guy that I knew that I, you know, I was, I was close to that, that got let go in a sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know who no you're need, talking about. Yeah. There was no need to go to bat form. Like it, it, what it just wasn't right is, is what I'm saying as far as the job that was being done. Uh, so I'll just leave it at that without going too deeper into that one. The ones that get fired, you probably know why they're going to get fired and there's Mike. no saving them. We're, we're going to have to cut today's show a little bit shorter than usual for the aforementioned reason, but we did find a way to get one in today. Mike O'Malley says, hey, Moan, I'll back it up. What was the most challenging part of getting through OTAs in camp besides age? Besides age. Oh, uh, most challenging part uh, really is leaving there on a good with, with a good report. That's the that's the most challenging part because if mean? I'm getting what if I'm, because if I'm getting whooped in in OTAs and I can't really you know compete with the guy crossing me as often or a wide receiver just can't get open or quarterback continuously just throwing the ball away like you don't leave camp feeling good about that because your opportunity to actually show and prove what you've done up until April May is moot right now mm-hmm. so leaving out of OTAs with like okay. I'm good. Like, I know I can play the game well. I had some good days in camp. All I need to work on now is my conditioning. That's what you want to be leaving OTA saying. Just work on conditioning and getting stronger. You don't want to be thinking, gosh, I got to throw the ball a little bit better. Oh, gosh, I couldn't block him. and Or, gosh, like, I was always on the ground. Your favorite barber says that he accounts for seven of the 63 likes today. How? Because he's a man. You have seven accounts? Because he's a man like that, DK. Wow. It's, it's one of them don't ask, don't tell situations, I guess. <laughs> I'd heard about this sort of thing. Yeah. But we appreciate all seven of your likes, my friend. Yeah. Uh, Rye Bread says, scoring more points will help with wins. There's so much potential with this offense. There's potential, but I love the fact that you brought up those three words first. Score more points. you got to find your way in there. You can't just make 20, 30 yards or whatever. Um, you know, we had somebody mention the other day here that the number one focus of this team needs to be the red zone. I'm not so sure about that. I, I thought they were actually pretty decent once they got yeah. down there. They just didn't yeah. get down there. Uh, DK, I got one that's really solid for you, man. It's from the uncle table again from LT, uh, not Lawrence Taylor, okay, or Timmons. But it got DK on with all the moves and draft picks. There's a guy that everybody kind of forgot about, and that's DeMarvin Leal. So, DK, do you mind interviewing him? Let me tell you this one. Uh, my standpoint on this LT is DeMarvin was cute last year. He was a new toy last year. He was a rookie. You were excited about him. Gimmick. Yeah, it was real nice with what he did. Nobody's forgotten about him. It's just that a new draft class comes around, and now you got to show me your year one and year two growth. If he does that, DK, are we going to talk about DeMarvin Lee all? Like, it's just... He's not new anymore is all it is. Do you remember what I asked Coach Tomlin when I had a chance? Oh, yeah. Uh, three weeks ago before the draft. I wanted to know what he thought of DeMarvin Leal, which seemed probably to some people an unusual question in advance of the draft. I thought it would give me an idea of how they saw their defensive line and whether they viewed it as something that they need to add to it or whether mm-hmm. they're, they're ready to just plug and play with Leal. And that response, you remember it from Tomlin, was basically something to the effect of, at this point right now, it's an open book for me. I yep. just, I, I'm, I'm wide open on that. That's what he's saying to him. Come on in and do it. But now, when you do it, you've got guys that you got to beat out, including 
a draft pick in Keanu Benton. Keanu Benton. That's all that is right there. I don't think nobody's looking him over. It's just that, dude, you got to continue to show us what we thought we saw. I hate to keep saying that, DK, but that's what he has to do, man, to show us what he saw. Look at your favorite barber doxing himself here. Matt Mathis, <laughs> your favorite uncle, DJ Insaney. Oh, come on, man. Our last one for the day comes from Chris Hockenberry, who says, Hey, Moan, will we see more rushing touchdowns or passing touchdowns for this year? Building for the run, but so much on the outside to not pass. That's a great question, yeah. question Chris. You know what I think you'll see? A Deontay About- Johnson touchdown. <laughs> Had to do it. Had to do it. On the end of round. No, on the shovel. On the shovel. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> no, Deontay's getting to the end zone. Uh, this is what I say. I think the offensive touchdowns should and will be more even than actually spread out. So if you told me the over and under on how big of a gap it would be would be five, I'd go under. I think the run game, helping them get to the red zone, is going to help assist the passes. If you told me we got, what's a good number, 30 through the air and 30 on the ground? Ooh, that's a division champion. Or 34 on the ground? Like, I'm within that range. 30 on one and 34 on the other. Or 28 on one and 32 on the other. I'm, I'm within that range right there, DK. Yeah. Well, that's all the time we have uh, for, for today's show. And as we mentioned yesterday, we're not going to be back until Tuesday because, you know, I'm in Seattle and Moan's got a family and it's Memorial Day weekend and he's going to be doing stuff like what you guys are doing. Got to hit them grills, man. Come on, y'all. This is the intro to the summer right here this weekend. I'm, I'm not the only one traveling over the Memorial Day weekend. I'm probably the only one doing it for a baseball series in Seattle, but man. anybody, if you're driving, I say this all the time, Moan, you've heard me say it in a locker room. Have. You, It's the most dangerous thing we do in our lives. Be aware of that. Be careful. If you think you're in a rush, you're not, especially you're if not. you're carrying the most precious cargo of all in that vehicle. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Y'all be safe, man. Hey, have a random conversation. Shake somebody's hand. Call somebody you ain't talked to in a very long time. Tell them you love them. Hey, love each other, man. DK, have a great weekend, my brethren. You, you too, Moan. <laughs> Everything's on a grill fast at 58. Everything. You better believe it. Good sun and good music. He's all this weekend. That thing can't even hold the entirety of Michael Jackson's Thriller, which is when it came it out. <laughs> it can't, man. Look at technology. Now I got all this on a friggin' phone, DK. That's crazy. Well, you got that on the phone and the entire rest of your life. You got all I your do. books, your wallet. I got my boarding pass here ready to go on Alaska Airlines. Hey, you be safe. Get some of the uh, the, the the native coffee up there, DK. Yeah, I gotta watch out what they put in their coffee. They they uh <laughs> Oh I forget. Yeah. That's one of them states. It, it is, it is. <laughs> Let's do it again Tuesday. Have a great Memorial Day weekend, Ramon and everybody. Y'all be safe, man.